Hey everybody, welcome to episode 253 of the Fight Me Podcast. <laughs> I am Cliff Johnson. This is our third attempt at doing an intro. The other two did not work at all. I would dare say that the second one worked out very well. <laughs> Pretty good. We would have had to do a lot of editing to make it um, safe for our I think you podcast get one. standards. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not saying I can't say the F word once. I'm saying that I choose not to say the F word once, Colby. That's that's the difference. It's it's not that I can be a PG-13 movie. It's that I choose to be PG. It's funny how we can just talk about the F word like it's this thing, that this magical thing that we're not allowed to say, but we can talk about it. It's the dumbest thing. But everyone thing knows what we're talking world. about. The F word. Right. Friendship. Anyway, Pheasants. Colby's here. <laughs> Pheasants. <laughs> Oh, Dylan's here, Colby's here, Cliff's here. We're going to talk about video games. It might be, this might just be the podcast. I make no promises. I'm kind of tired and punchy. Dylan's kind of tired and punchy. Colby's always tired and punchy. Tired and punchy. We're going to talk about the video games we've been playing, which, hey, Dylan played a video game. Good job, ma'am. Yay. And it's a video game I wanted to hear about, so that is good. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Extra Life. We've got a date for that. We've got news. Xbox is doing some cool stuff to make your Xbox repairable, probably. Uh, And also, they have some pretty good shoes. You want those shoes, right, Cole? I do. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Bitcoin miners, man. I hate them so much, and they've figured out ways. Bitcoin? (laughs) Bit. I'm interested in the mining of crypto... Corn. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, I, I think that in my head, I'm like, it's like ecologically sound. It's just corn. And then I'm like, then I realize how like badly ethanol works. And uh-huh. it's probably not a good thing. Anyway, uh, coin, Bitcoin and the miners. And I hate them. Uh, there's not like, so, so the Avengers game came to the Xbox and then the folks who made the Avengers made some some choices and man everyone's mad at them and I just don't care that's what the story <laughs> is uh, Blizzard is still a this is where I would use my F-bomb if I was going to use one <laughs> because they're a cluster uh, and it's just so bad it's so bad and Deus Ex got a mod um, Deus Ex came out 21 years ago, mm-hmm. but it's a very progressive mod. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And I got questions from Vinny Happy Funball on his first foray into the podcast. He's been actually listening. I'm very proud. Uh, Prime fan, Princess Megan, and my delightful child, Triple Trouble 88. Uh, we got some free games from the folks at Epic and some of the folks at Game Pass. I might talk about Humble Bundle a little bit. They actually sucked me back in this month, so we'll see. Anyway, that's what we're doing. But first, we're going to talk about... The games we've been playing. We're going to start with Dylan because he has to leave early. Yay. It's all um, Dylan. Talk, tell me about Back for Blood, man. Back for Blood. Yeah, I uh, I pre-ordered it, so I played it this weekend um, during the four days f- before the launch date for oh, whatever nice. reason. Um, so me and my buddy played this weekend for quite a while. Um, I I like the game a lot. It's, it I think it fills the Left 4 Dead hole. So nice. it's like, it's not even something I need to, I don't even know if you need to talk about it that much. It's like, if you like Left 4 Dead, I think you'll like this game. Um, it looks pretty good. Um, I I don't have a strong opinion on like the card mechanics yet. Um, I guess it's kind of nice because on further playthroughs of the game, at least the runs will be slightly different, right? You might tell me what the might, card mechanics are, <laughs> and I don't quite understand it fully. But you kind of have a deck 
of cards, which is just like little boons. Um, but when you get a card, I think the enemies get a card. So it, it's meant to be balanced. So I was like, you have 15 more health this run. So it, it has that rogue-like element to it. Um, and those, I mean, they can be of, of offensive traits. They can be defensive traits. They could be more utility, like finding extra currency. Um, so you can buy weapons at the safe houses and things. Um, and I think you can put like 15 of them in your deck and then nice. you pull them out. I don't, I actually need to like sit down and figure out how, like how it works to really uh, talk about it. I just know it kind of exists. Yeah, um, that's cool. It's not really in the way of anything. You could probably for the most part ignore it or just pick the starter deck um, yeah. which is like built from the beginning of the game um, but I mean I, I like that idea that it's not just left for dead in the sense of you run through you kill the zombies the zombies spawn slightly different every time but that's at the end of the day that's the game so I guess this is a kind of a, a neat twist on that and yeah um, other than that yeah like there's a lot of different I guess special zombies that are are pretty interesting i guess um fairly similar to what you'd expect in left for dead sure. I mean, it's i guess probably pretty derivative of a game um but the um i do like that the you can put like weapon mods on your attachments and things on oh, that's weapons cool. so like you can buy little attachments or find them and but i think once you put them on a weapon they're stuck on that so you can't like remove them and put them on a new better weapon you find you just have to like drop the weapon but if you find a different attachment i guess you could put the new attachment on and would drop the old one again these are little things i haven't quite figured out yeah. entirely but that kind of stuff is a cool like modern improvement that i think makes this game i guess worthwhile and not just a new coat of paint um i've played a little bit into the campaign, I guess, which seems fairly long. Uh, again, hard to gauge yet. I played with my buddy, and we played with some randos occasionally. The bots aren't spectacular, <laughs> um, but what do you expect? Yeah. Um, I mean, I played Left 4 Dead a lot just by myself with bots, and I had a great grand old time. So, like, it's nothing that I'm really I would really complain about. I mean, playing with annoying people on the internet is probably equally as bad for other reasons. So, yeah. um, potato, potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Well, I'm excited to try that. Maybe we'll have to hop on this weekend yeah. and try it, Call, Because uh, that, that game definitely looks yeah. looks good. Maybe we can get... Uh, it's up to four-player, right? Yeah, four-player. Yeah. And I don't think we said it out loud, but it is on Game Pass if, we, if people weren't aware of that. Um so that's pretty cool, and it's crossplay. So all oh, those nice. things, all those things are good things. So everyone Very can play nice. together wherever you have it. So that's uh, awesome. That'd be fun. Cool. Well, that that is exciting. I'm I'm excited to give it a try. How about you, Cole? What have you been playing? I have been playing all sorts of games, and by that I mean I've been playing one game, and that game is <laughs> The Hunter: Call of the Wild. <laughs> I bought DLC for it. Now, which which now, one did you did you, did you did you replenish the wildlife? <laughs> <laughs> Probably overhunted everything, to, so he had to buy DLC. You had to spend fifteen dollars for them to like like there's, drive there's no in animals. new new animals and stuff. I got the Yukon, um, nice, 
one, and so I am currently hunting in the Yukon. Hunting potatoes? Uh, no, mostly uh, uh, bears and um, elk. Or no, not elk, caribou and um, moose. What if you wanted potatoes? Because I think potatoes is a better choice. Nope. Nope. Hmm. Sh- shot a bunch of wolves today, so... What if, what if, how about, it's like, it's like Hunter Call of the Wild, but it's like Forager Call of the Wild. So you just like walk around and pick mushrooms. Yeah, like, 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 that's exactly. It's it's like for vegetarians. That is absolutely the game I want to play. I mean, not, I can't imagine how boring that would be. That's like my least favorite part (laughs) of any video game, but. It's just that. What's the, isn't there a game that just came out, Cole, where you have like a truffle pig and you hunt truffles? I don't know if has it actually come out because I, I keep searching for so. it, and then like I think that I had some sort of like fever dream where it's so weird because that game's developed by oh who is it being made by? It's like the weirdest company, the Magnificent Truffle, Truffle Pigs. Pigs. Yeah, yeah, it's a it sequel is to the out. Magnificent Ambersons. It is that's a not. joke for no one. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. It it, it came out in June. Um, it's about Beth and her friend Adam, but I, I want to remember who it is that like makes that game because it is someone really, really, really weird, like that you would not expect to make video games. And the only other game they've made, oh, it's made by AMC, like the movie theater, <laughs> AMC Games. They made the Magnificent to the Truffle Moon Pigs. Guys. Yeah, they uh, made the Magnificent Truffle Pigs and a game about f- uh, metal detecting. I want to say, Wait, is, is there other the, game? Is that the one I have? I, I don't know. Like I every time I see it, well, I they just, only like, published it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're the publisher of this video game, but yeah. that's still weird, right? Oh no, no, it's not the mag- it's it's airplane mode. It's the one where you get on a plane and fly like in real time and do stuff you do on an airplane. That's it. There is a metal detecting game coming out though. I have a metal detecting game. It's called like that's Treasure weird. Hunter Simulator or something. I don't know. The Magnificent Travel Pigs, I wonder if it's any good, because I'm, I'm I, I was intrigued. waiting for it to hit Switch. It's got 6 out of 10 stars on Steam, so mm. not not terrific. Oh, no, I apologize. The Magnificent <sighs> Trouble Pigs is the metal detecting game. Oh. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Magnificent Trouble Pigs is a first-person metal detecting narrative game. It combines laid-back detecting and exploration with a dramatic story all set in a beautiful English countryside. It's a game... About trying to find something. Anyway, <laughs> that's what your stonks are paying for. That is absolutely what your stonks went to. So, yep, just to make magnificent truffle pigs. <laughs> Good on them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's absolutely but, great. Uh, yeah, I just played Hunter Call of the Wild because that game's great, and I'm gonna have to play something this week because I need to get three achievements, and that game. <laughs> The achievements not, on not it. The place to get achievements. No. The highest no. achievement I can get right now is three percent. So oh, people have gotten it. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was going to play Back for Blood, but I watched Showgirls instead. Yeah, I think you should be very specific. You watched the version of Showgirls that was shown on VH1, or did you watch say, the real one? How do you know, Cliff? Oh, did you watch both? No, I just I watched the VH1 one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know you watch it because you sent me a picture of you watching it. Uh-huh. Um, I believe we we discovered that that existed during episode like like two episodes two fifty two forty nine. Yeah, in there. So yeah. I, it's on archive.org if you want to see the 
Amazing. It's what forty five minutes shorter than the theatrical cut. Yeah, it's yep. well, a good lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it goes from a two hour and ten minute movie to about one twenty five. Yeah, yeah. There's and a... let me tell you, those cuts make no sense when you like watch <laughs> it all. Like, it, and there's like people that wouldn't come back to do voiceover. So like, they're mainly pe- um, Elizabeth Berkeley. Berkeley, <laughs> which I don't know if you know this, kind of important. Yeah, she she played a minor role in that movie. Do you um, remember the scene where like? No, uh, I have not seen that movie in <laughs> twenty five years. Call. <laughs> That's a shame because there's a scene where like the there's like this whole like feud between two girls and one drops like I don't know like marbles on the ground so she trips and like breaks her knee while they're dancing, but they cut out the entire feud because that's all in the dressing rooms where they're all topless, <laughs> and so literally you you take out that entire scene and then she just drops marbles on the ground for her to trip <laughs> on. So it makes literally no sense why that's she amazing. did this. And that's kind of how this movie is. They've cut out so much of it that you're like, if you did not know what was going on in this movie, it would just be like tiptoes. Love it. So. Love it. Another movie you should absolutely watch. Uh, all right. Well, this is not a movie podcast. Um, I mean, it could be, who knows? Maybe someday it will be, but uh, I will tell I you my I've way. Been, if you have your way. Uh, I've been playing Sable, which... Sable. Sable. Which, uh, a Game Pass game um, that... I don't know. I'm having a little bit of a problem with it. Um, we talked last week about kind of how the art in that works, how it's kind of a... It looks like a, like a pen and ink drawing to some degree. Um, and that's fine. And the, the, the graphics are, are very interesting and, and a lot of fun. And I, I've kind of enjoyed the game. It's got kind of a really laid back. It's like just kind of a big open world. That they just kind of set you loose in. And the like the, the path through it is not like very linear. Like it's just kind of like they, they find you some stuff, but it's very easy to run out of things to do. And you just have to just kind of drive around until you find other things to do. It's really a game about kind of exploration, which is fine. Um, except the art style actually makes exploration really hard um, because everything's really flat. Um, there's not a lot of like dimension to the game in some places there was a I was in a town and I knew absolutely what I needed to do I needed to go find this lady but I couldn't find where she was because everything looks kind of the same and there's not a lot of like a lot of video games especially nowadays I think well-designed video games have um I mean some of them are more obvious than the others like you, you play like Far Cry um five and six like the path to where you're supposed to go is often very obvious because there's like a very like a yellow thing on the things you're supposed to climb up on and you know like they do a really good job of pathing you to where you're supposed to go and this game doesn't do that at all it's just like here's a here's a big city that everything looks kind of the same and it's really easy to miss doors because everything's a very flat shaded look i spent an hour looking around that city trying to find this lady i needed to talk to to push the story forward and, and so it's a little bit frustrating and also that game is buggy my god there's been so many times where there's a fast travel mechanic and first of all the game doesn't tell you there's a fast travel mechanic i've read a handful of blog posts like trying to figure out how to do stuff and they're like oh just fast travel here and the person's like wait there's fast travel they don't tell you about <laughs> it at all uh, i only figured it out because i happened to like mouse over a place that i've been they're like you want to fast travel here i'm like yes <laughs> very very much so um, but I would say 
15, 25, maybe 20% of the time I fast travel, it in my destination puts me underground and so I just fall which doesn't like there's no negative to that it doesn't kill you or anything I actually got an achievement the first time it happened because there's a uh, there's like an achievement for because you're like a, a glider so you have this bubble you can pop around yourself so you can glide places but if you fall you just fall like a person um, and there's actually an achievement called like no not like that I think where you fall wrong and because I was just falling and falling and falling I got it pretty quickly um but, like, you, you then just have to fast travel somewhere else. I mean, probably to the place you actually tried to fast travel to and hope that it doesn't do it to you again, which is not not optimal. And I've read quite a few things about, you know, if you do this out of order, if you find this thing before you're supposed to and you go in there and do it, um, there can be, like, you can break the game, you can break your saves. And I'm like, this for for a game that is not very linear, like, it's not great when you can do things accidentally out of order and break your saves. So I don't know. I'll probably beat it because it's, I, I really like the story, but man, like I, I'm not a hundred percent sold on some of the rest of how that game is put together. Um, it is just two people that made it apparently. So maybe I'll probably give them a little bit of a, a break, but the, yeah, it could be a little bit. It was free. So, you know, I'm not, I mean, it's free on game pass, so I'm not going to complain too much, but, uh, I do like fun indie games, but it just a couple little things that could have made that game easier, and it would be nice if I didn't fall through the floor constantly. You know, just so, so you're saying I should wait for a patch? I mean, yeah, probably. Um, it is a game that I, I I wish more people were playing it. It is one of those games that you get in and realize that past the first like two or three achievements everything's a diamond achievement on the xbox so that means that less than 10 percent of people have gotten a lot have gotten any of the achievements past that so not many people are playing yeah. the game for very long um which is kind of a shame because it's fun and it's, it's interesting but i don't know I, i'm probably six or eight hours in and i I, I worry that I'm only like halfway through this game and I'm not sure. It's it's again, it's a game that I think I would have really enjoyed more for six or eight hours instead of like I'm I'm worried it's gonna be like fifteen or twenty. So yeah. yep. we'll see. We will definitely see. But you know, I mean, give it a try. I think it's definitely a game to to try because it is it is kind of fun. Uh, all right, next up, let's talk about our delightful patrons. These are the people that support us on Patreon.com, uh, specifically Patreon.com slash BiteMePodcast. You can donate in the $1, $3, 7 or $10 tier to help us pay our podcasting bills, which are a thing. Um, and uh, if you are a $10 patron, we say your name on every episode. And, like, we say really nice things about you behind your back, too. Like, if someone comes up, they're like, what do you think about such and such? I'm like, man, they are a patron, and I love them. They're my favorite person. It doesn't happen often, but it comes up every once in a while. Anyway, big shout-out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. You guys are fantastic, along with all of our other patrons. You, uh, like I said, you know, help keep the lights on. So thank you. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast to support us also extra life i highly 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 recommend that you join our team if you don't want to join our team you can always donate it to it uh but the the event as it were is going to happen in about it's not it's, it's like 
four four weeks maybe uh november 6th and 7th so we're going to be playing 12 hours on the 6th 12 hours on the 7th much fun will be had uh you can go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life to get the details on that uh i would assume we're going to have some more information about that kind of you know what we'll be playing when we'll be playing how we'll be playing that kind of stuff coming up soon i've got some some ideas for some fun stuff so definitely join our team and if you don't want to join we would definitely take your money and give it immediately to the people at uh, Extra Life who help support Children's uh, Miracle Network hospitals. So that is good. Dylan. News. I was hoping you go a little longer. I was thirsty. I wanted a drink. Could you say news again? It's not a very long word. News. news. Is news short for something? Like, it does seem like it might be like there's like a 1920s word that news might Newspaper. be. Newspaper. No. Newsworthy. Newsworthy. <laughs> All the news that's fit to news. Anyway. It's news. Uh, first, we're I think it's about. actually the long form of new. Ah, that's not that's not true. <laughs> uh, but thank you for trying, Dylan. I appreciate you letting me get a drink. That was really what matters. Uh, Microsoft is uh, looking to kind of change their stance on right to repair. Is that something you guys are, are familiar with? Um, have you ever had to try to get an iPhone fixed? If so, you you might be uh, familiar with it. Um, it's essentially a bunch of laws. Well, so here's here's the tricky part. In the United States, it is pretty much illegal, uh, for the most part, for a company to make it so you can't uh, repair your own stuff without um, voiding your warranty. So even though, like, sometimes, like, I remember the first time I bought a Dell computer. Uh, or no, a gateway computer. That's, that's Dude, how long you're ago it was. Dell. <laughs> right? No, it was actually a gateway, um, which I think is now owned by Dell, oddly enough. But uh, do you remember Are when they had those... Th- cow? Yeah, I was going to say, it came in a huge cow box. I paid $2,000 for that computer. And wow. It was very expensive. And I mean, that was two grand in ugh, 2001. It was, it was a lot of money. Um, and it came in a huge cow box. But uh, there was a sticker on it that, like was on the back that said, you know, if you if you remove the sticker, you void your warranty. I'm like, but I want to put more RAM in this computer. And like, technically, that's illegal. You're not, you can't, you can't not allow people to repair their own stuff uh, because they own it. And I think there are companies that get around that. Like, uh, who is it? John Deere, that like, you don't actually own your tractor. Nice. You, yeah, you, you license your tractor from them or something ridiculous. Um but for the most part, if you buy a computer or you buy an Xbox or you buy a Switch, you should be able to repair your own stuff. And and essentially the way they stop you from doing that is you can't repair your own stuff if they don't sell parts to it. You can't repair your own stuff right. if they don't uh, um, like release manuals on how to do it. So they, they, they manage to keep people from repairing their own stuff by preventing them from doing it by not allowing to buy parts. Like I was actually reading about the iPhone 13, I think, that you will not be able to replace your screen on that uh, at all. Um, like, third-party people won't be able to do it. Because a lot of times, the way they do it is they'll, if you can't buy the, the screen for it, they'll harvest screens off of iPhones that have other broken parts on it. Right. And the 13, all the components are tied to each other. So you won't be able to take one from another one and put it in an iPhone 13, which kind of sucks. <laughs> Um, ironically, um, Microsoft is actually a member of quite a few um, lobbying groups that lobby against right to repair. But uh, 
there's uh, some, I don't want to say charities, but there are some advocacy groups, and it, uh, specifically one called As You Sew, um, that are big proponents of right to repair. Um, and a lot of that is because it keeps tech out of landfills. So, I mean, think about, I mean, I literally, like, I'm looking over here. I have a stack of iPhones. There's nothing I can do with them. They don't work. They have no value pretty much, you know, once they're a couple years old. Um, and eventually I'll I will probably, they don't, I mean, some of them turn on, some of them don't. Um, none of them are nicer than the iPhone you have. Oh, um, yeah. <sighs> You want one for your kid? Me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if any of mine are. I, I think they're older than that. Um, I just need like a seven or above. Yeah, I don't have a seven or above. I traded in my Damn seven. You, Sorry, man. Um, but that being said, like, what do you do with that? And and the answer is, is if you're a good person, you probably take them in and recycle them. If which I mean. If you're a bad person, you like bury them in your yard. Well, I, I was going to say, like, if you're a good person, you recycle them, which just burn means them. that they send those iPhones to some other country, usually where they burn them to harvest the you know metals out of them. So really, you're just you know environmentally insensitive to another country. Um, if you're a bad, oh, but person, it's not ours, right? But it's not ours, exactly. Oh, okay, that's fine. If you're a bad person, you just throw them in the trash, and all the crap leaks out of them into our water, and you know causes all sorts of, of stuff. So that's a, a, a lot of the reason people are in favor of right to repair. In addition to, like, you should just be able to fix your own stuff. I mean, I've got a bumper on my. I, I mean, how much? How much do those stupid Xbox Pro controllers cost? Call they're like two fifty, two fifty, two hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah, I didn't either. That's why I don't know. Yeah. But like my my shoulder bumper's sticky, and. It's not the end of the world. Like, I can kind of get around it. But, man, wouldn't it be nice to be able to just, like, pop that open and replace that with a little... I've, I've looked online. Like, it doesn't look like it's that actually hard to fix. But there's like no soldering. Yeah, there's no soldering. It's just like replacing a little plastic bit. But I don't have that plastic bit. And they're like, oh, well, you just take the existing one and fold it over. I'm like, no, I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to, like, jury rig a, you know, $250 controller. <laughs> it's not fixing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it'd be really cool if I could just go online and replace it. The same thing, like, I mean, honestly, it's the same thing with the Pro Controller. They have these little switches on the back that let you um, change the trigger pull distance. And they have these little plastic covers that just fall off. And once they fall off, yeah, you're screwed. You can't get another. I contact them. I'm like, I just want to buy one of these. They're like, you can't. It's it's like a $50 repair package. I'm like, (laughs) does it include those? They're like... Maybe. I'm like, no. Can you also uh, fix my uh, shoulder button? Right? And that's, and that's the thing is, is I'm sure I could send it in and, you know, I'd pay shipping at least one way. It would probably be 100 bucks to fix my $250 controller. And yeah, they, they're happy to do it. But that seems they like... they just send you a new one. Yeah, yeah, and they just send me a refurbed one from someone else, you know? And it's like... That's just not a great way to do it. And that's how a lot of things get just thrown away eventually um, as opposed to repaired. Um, Anyway, the good news is, is that Microsoft is working right now to kind of assess all this and uh, hope to have plans in place by the end of next year about how they're going to start allowing people to repair their own stuff, how they're going to get access to parts and how this stuff's all going to work. So it's really nice to see a big company. But again, Microsoft's been making a lot of... I think choices that are very consumer friendly and in this pace, in this particular place, kind of environmentally friendly to get that stuff out of landfills and allow you to to fix it. Because, I mean, a controller costs $250, man. That's like half of an Xbox. Well, <laughs> when you're, I might be wrong, but it seems like 
if I was Microsoft, why would I want to deal with repairing every broken Xbox ever? Right? Because, like, think think back to how stupid, like, the Joy-Con drift thing was. Right. Where now all of a sudden they have to figure out how to get all of these Joy-Cons back so they can pop them open and stuff a little piece of foam, essentially, inside right. to make it work when someone else could have done that. Well, it's, it's really dumb right. when you think about... Like the Red Ring of Death stuff and the the lengths people were going to to fix that themselves, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, I put it under a heavy blanket in my oven at 120 degrees, right? So the solder would melt because I didn't want to bother sending it back. People don't want to be without their toys right. for weeks well, at a, a pain, time, and it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. Like it, now I have my one Joy-Con until I get the other one back when I could have just gone to joe bob down the street and he has the appropriate tools to pop it open yep. and fix it in 10 minutes like yep, yep. or or you can just the, order those parts off ebay and do it yourself right. or order those and parts off amazon at the end of the day nintendo had to pay for all of that yeah like they had to pay for the logistics of getting all of that stuff back fix it and send it back out so it's like it's not like that was they're not making money on these repairs no. When especially when something big like that happens. Yeah, there's the weird repairs that if yeah. you charge people enough to repair, they're just gonna buy the new thing anyway. My guess is point. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that like in the case of the iPhone, it's to keep things proprietary, it's to keep, you know, that ecosystem, it's to pay for the people at the genius bar, you know, it's all that stuff. Um, but I, yeah, I don't understand what skin Xbox has in it. Like I can't, I, I, my guess is that Microsoft doesn't even do the work themselves. I bet you they have a subcontractor who does all that work for them. So yeah, I, I think this is a really good step in a really good direction and I'm glad that Microsoft's taking it. And I hope that other, other places like PlayStation and switch and, you know, actually do that, that work themselves, because I think, I think it's an important thing. And and, and ultimately, man, you don't want those things in the landfill. They're gross and full of like nasty chemicals, which is weird to think that I keep them in my house too, but that's a, I guess a different story. So, so I know my buddy has, he had a problem right now where, I don't remember if it's right or left Joy-Con, but it won't lock into a switch anymore. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, what do you my, do? My, they, my left one is kind of yeah, like that. Too. They got the parts to fix it. Though. I haven't talked to him to see if they fixed it, but they were going to fix it themselves. Because um, yeah. we have a buddy who is pretty proficient at that sort of thing, so they were going to do it. But yeah, I don't, you, just, I don't know. you should be able to do that. I mean, you should absolutely right. be able to do that. It's silly when you can't. So, all right, uh, on to weirder things. Um, like, first of all, did you guys realize that we are like a month or two away from having Xbox refrigerators? Like, it's so close. <laughs> I did there not was, realize because I forgot. There was an update on those the other day, and they are still coming, and I'm still going to buy one, and I'm still very excited. So I think they're going to announce more, I think in November is what they said. So coming this year, though, still. So, uh, But they're also, uh, Xbox revealed some some sneakers. You want to tell me about these, Cole, what these things look like? Describe describe this, this sneaker to me. Highlighter, kind of greenish yellow, and... That's about all I remember. <laughs> Do you think the souls glow in the dark? No. I, they're so... I think the the souls might actually be like... I mean, they're all very green, but I think the, the, it might be like transparent green. Yeah. Um, they're very, very green, but they're, they're kind of cool. 
Um, I like them, but I hate that style of shoe. So, well, and I guess the good news is you can't actually buy them. Um, they're only part of a giveaway, I think. So, um, but man, they're they're green, but I kind of dig them. I don't know. They're, I they're not bad. Like you could imagine how bad a pair of Xbox shoes could look, right? And they're not that, and they're so. not bad. And I like that the like the logo on the tongue looks like kind of like the OG, like Xbox logo. I don't know. They're they're cool. Did you guys see the the twentieth anniversary Xbox controller that's getting released? Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. It's really. It cool. should just be a Duke. <laughs> yeah. <It> should, <laughs> uh, no. I'd buy it. Yeah, I I don't know. I do not need another controller, but that controller comes out the day before my birthday, and it's pretty cool. But I also have like eight. Or nine or ten Xbox One controllers, so I don't, I don't really need another one, but I always kind of want another one. I don't know. Anyway, that's the story. Xbox is making shoes; they're very green, but very cool. So it's good. Um, Bitcoin. That's Bitcoin. <laughs> From now on, we're going to talk about Bitcoin. How could we use corn? So, so like maybe what we do call is we we grow. We grow corn, make it into ethanol, and then use that to power some sort of generator that mines Bitcoin. Is that what Bitcoin is? Yes. I hate putting that out into the universe because that actually seems like plausibly like someone something could do, and I, I don't I don't like that. Anyway, um, we've talked a couple times in the past about how the new. Uh, the new NVIDIA cards are have limiters on them, so you can't mine Bitcoin. Um, you know, they, they have like an Ethereum limiter, limiter or a Bitcoin, uh, you know, limiter that essentially allows you to, to not, you know, you can use them to play video games, but you can't mine Bitcoin with them. And you'll be super happy to hear that what they found out is if you just mine two different kinds of Bitcoin at the same time, you can mine um, Ethereum with part of your, your uh, GPU and then another type of cryptocurrency with the other part of your um, GPU. So therefore you can use a hundred percent of your, your GPU for, for mining again. I, I know oh, you guys, God. right. I mean, I was just sitting here. I'm like, what if I can only mine? I hate it so much. I, I hate to keep like <laughs> saying how much I hate Bitcoin, but I hate it so much. And it's so frustrating that all I want is a video card. Like, is that too much to ask? Yes. Yeah, I would like for the world not to burn. So yeah. right, I don't know. I read an article today, right before this, and they're like, you know, what what percentage of your investment portfolio should be in <laughs> cryptocurrency? And I'm like, I don't know. When do you want the water wars to start? Because the percentage is probably directly related to that. So, and I read the same thing, and I'm like, investment portfolio? Yeah, you mean that change jar? <laughs> Uh, well, one to five percent of your investment portfolio should be in cryptocurrency. Call as mm. long as that's one to five percent of your portfolio, that would be fine if you absolutely lost it. So, like ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, I, I haven't checked the coin bank. Some of it's probably quarters. I don't know. I mean, I have like, I don't know, like eight or ten grand in a four hundred one k. Should I like pull some of that out and invest it directly into Bitcoin? Yes. Hey, wait, I have a 401k, I think. I can't get into it because... It, did you lose your password story. call? <laughs> they never sent me one, and they can't, like... Or they sent me one so long ago that, like, I don't have it. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, we can't prove that it's you. And I'm like, 
well, but I'm me. <laughs> I, I know all my information. Well, anyone could know that information. I'm like, well, is touche, it, but can is it I because get it? you keep answering all those quizzes on Facebook, Call? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite high school mascot? <laughs> Uh, well, either way, you should hack into that account call and pull out 1% to 5% of your 401k and invest okay. straight into crypto. That's the way to do it. I don't know. I'll, I'll get right on that. I hate it. All right. Um, okay, so I'm going to need your guys' thoughts on this. Marvel Avengers, a game that... I No one's playing this game anymore, right? Um, or at least they weren't until it came out free on Steam. Or I'm sorry, free on uh, Game Pass. Eight, they're they're like their player averages right now on Steam are 800. Like that's all that's 800. Lot. That's not great for a game that needed to sell like what 20 million copies to it break came even. Out less uh, like a year and a half ago. Uh huh. So anyway, game came out. They put it on Xbox and like right before or right as they put it on Xbox, um, they they made it so you can buy, um essentially booster packs in the game that let you level up quicker, right? It's a single player game or a co-op game. There's no PVP in this game and people lost their minds. Am I, am I wrong to think that it just doesn't matter? I mean, like it doesn't matter. So I beat the game. Yeah. So I'm, I'm somewhat of an authority on here and I will say that like <laughs> I leveled up, but like the leveling in that game made absolutely zero sense to me but i still managed to beat the game (laughs) right Right. it doesn't matter if it's a single player game right if you want to spend money and people play that's fine i guess i i guess that they did make like the grind harder before they introduced these these things but Four people are playing this game, but they're super mad because in 2019, they were like, no, we'll never put play to win microtransactions. And I'm like, dude, 2019 was a different millennia than the one in right now. Like, that was a hundred years ago. <laughs> they're like, we need to recoup this, like, the losses on this game, guys. We still haven't released the Spider-Man DLC. Okay? Like, that is that is a DLC that is only going to PlayStation, and we still haven't released it, guys. I just, I, 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 Our I, kids need to eat. I just can't care. I absolutely can't care. And people are so mad. I'm like, does it, there's four of you still playing. Don't buy the microtransaction and just go buy a game that's good. Um, I, true. I just, that being said, it's a pretty good game. I'm not like. saying it's not a good game. I'm just like, like who's grinding co-op for that game right now? I mean, really, who is grinding co-op for that game? <sighs> Go play something else. That's what I'm saying. Hey, Dylan had to go because he had things to do, and I don't know what those things are, but I'm sure they were very, very important. But we were happy to have him here while he was here, so that's what matters. Um, But Colby's still here. Woo! See? All right, we're going to talk about the Activision Blizzard lawsuit more because this is... I, I I don't know if I can even keep this straight because it is so... so wacky. Okay, so currently, Blizzard is in the middle of, I think, three lawsuits, but we're only going to talk about two of them. One is being brought on by the Department for Employee and Housing, the DFEH. The other is being brought on by the Equal Opportunity 
Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC. All right. So now their lawsuit with the EEOC was settled like day, same day that it was brought uh, out for $18 million. People were a little mad. We talked about this. Like Bobby, what's his dork, makes like three times that. $18 million is what they yep. find in their yep. couch, right? Yep. Um, so last week, the DFEH filed a uh, like an argument against that settlement, saying that it would essentially make it that they couldn't keep prosecuting their case because certain items that were settled with that would go away. So essentially, like it could destroy documentation. Um, it, it could just essentially make their lawsuit harder to to fight. Right. Um, you know, essentially what they're saying is, according to this article in PC Gamer, is, is they're saying that the information potentially relevant to its own case could be sealed by the conditions of that settlement, and they want uh, time to actually make their, their fuller case, right? Um, the EOC quickly responded by saying that uh, the DFEH case has been led by two lawyers who previously worked for the EEOC. <laughs> And they were involved in the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. And that makes it like this real bad conflict of interest between two federal agencies and their lawyers. The best part about this, though, is when they asked about it, like, hey, didn't you guys work there? The two lawyers just left the Zoom meeting. (laughs) You gotta go. (laughs) So this branch of the script doesn't even have anything to do with Blizzard. It's with like a bunch I, of federal agencies that can't get their shit together and are employing the same lawyers. I, I know, know this man. is a, a, an audio podcast as most podcasts are, but I was hope it was something like this and only Cliff will get this joke. <laughs> Colby just covered up his camera with his finger. <laughs> Slowly, so you can tell that's what I was doing. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I, I was gonna say that I don't think this could get any more screwed up, but I absolutely believe that it can. Um, it's just gonna keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse, and that's fine. It's absolutely fine. It gives us great fodder on a near weekly basis for our ongoing podcast. So we'll, we'll update you more next week. Uh, all right. Final news of the day. Uh, you remember playing, you played the original Deus Ex, right? Cole? Yeah. I just bought the like latest Deus Ex. It's like five years old. No, oh, nice. It was like $3 on sale. I'm like, yeah, it's probably worth it. <laughs> I bought the original Deus Ex. Um, me and my friend Mitch, bought it together at um, Sam's Club probably <laughs> and like split the cost and he bought it and he played it and then I played it. <laughs> uh, that was, that was you know, it was a good time. The game is very, very good. It's a lot of fun. Kind of a very early uh, kind of narrative. Like, I mean, essentially that game is Prey but in 2000. Like, it's a lot of very interesting that game alternative paths through things. But after Strife. Yeah, absolutely. Good good game, though. Like, I mean, like, led to a lot of cool things happening since then. Um, anyway, it, Deus Ex, especially for a game came, coming out in 2000, had one character. Um, he was very much a, a dude, and he was the only person. Something um, Denton, right? Yeah, J.C. Denton, I believe. Yeah. Um, a mod came out, like, now, 20... I, this game came out like almost exactly 21 years ago, like 21 years ago in a couple months that allows you to play as a female 
uh, character. Her name is Lady Denton, which I don't like. <laughs> but um, like they actually re-recorded dialogue for this game. There are 1,700 new lines of dialogue recorded f- by a female voice actor uh, for this mod. And I... I I'm not going to play this. Like, I don't have any urge to play this, but man, like you've got to give it to someone who 21 years later, like, dude, we should, we should mod a, a lady into uh Deus Ex. Wouldn't that be cool? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I don't know why, but it's super cool. Lady Denton though. That's not good. That's not good. No, at all. no. That's kind of fun. I, I like that. So eh. it'll do. So they, what does the model look like? I mean, does it just look like a Lady Denton? Like they just put like long hair on it, or did they like go all out? I mean, Cole, think about what these games well, look well, like. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Does it still fit in with like the really bad, you know, yeah, polygons? Oh, it does. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It really it does fit in with the kind of uh, golden eye level. <laughs> yeah, I. It's good. It's good. I like it. All right, uh, it's time for questions. Cole, help me out here. Woo! Hey, oh, Vinny. <laughs> Why don't you uh, ask a dem questions? That's very good. That's very good. All right, Vinny says. Wait, this is this is Vinny's question from last week. Answer oh, no, it again. No. no, no, no. This is not it. This is not it. Sorry. This is Vinny's question for this week. Do you guys have any excitement for the Steam Deck? As a primarily PC gamer, I feel it'd be the best handhold on the market, even without or even with the lack of exclusive like the Switch has. Although the PC exclusive are the tons and tons of indie games you get before anyone else. Um, you can play the Magnificent Truffle Pigs. You could play the Magnificent Truffle Pigs, or you know what's coming up real soon is that zoo game where you get to. Um, like move to Eamon Claw and no 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 different different zoo game. Dylan's not oh. here, so it's not funny anymore. Call no, it's still funny. It's still funny. Uh, no, it's uh, what's it called? Um, uh, let's build a zoo. It's the one where you can like splice oh, together animal DNA. Yeah, it's 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 with Matt Damon. No, it looks good. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm actually really excited about the Steam Deck. I pre-ordered one. Um, I. I think the thing that I think is very interesting about the Steam Deck is it is something that I think about all the time where I'm like, oh, that video game looks fun. I can't, like, I own a gaming PC. I could play any game anytime I wanted. But instead, I'm like, I'm really excited for that uh, that to come out so I can play it on my Steam Deck that I'm not going to get for four or five months. <laughs> but, like, there is a list of games that I'm very excited to play on my Steam Deck when I get it months from now, like literally I, so humble bundle, I, I stopped subscribing to the monthly humble bundle because I'm like, this is dumb. I don't play video games on my computer. Really. It's just like 10 bucks a month that I don't need to spend. And today they're like, Hey man, do you want uh John wick hex for $6 this month? I'm like, yeah, and I could totally install that, but I'm not going to because I'm going to play it on my Steam Deck when I get it. It's yeah. it's dumb. It's real dumb. So I don't know. I know you didn't pre-order one call. Is that something you're kind of interested in? Or oh yeah, I, mean, like, I think they're cool, but money. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not. I mean, I don't want to say they're they're not cheap. They're absolutely not cheap. Um, but like probably a pretty good value for what you get based yeah. on what I've seen. So like, I mean, I don't know if you can still pre-order them, but I. I I think five hundred bucks is a pretty reasonable yeah. price for for one of those. So yeah, I'm 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 very excited about it, Vinny, and I am excited to be able to play 
a lot. I mean, I think that's primarily what I'll play on it is like stupid indie games that I get for super cheap um, on sale because that's kind of how I roll. But yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I'm I'm excited. Uh, next up, so so this is this is this question is from Happy Fun Ball, our good friend Tim, who uh, has been a patron of the podcast since the day we launched Patreon, um, but has only actually started listening to the podcast in the last two months. I, I don't know what changed, but he did start listening, and I, I appreciate that. Tim has a been a friend of mine for. Yeah, I don't know, 17, 18 years? It's good. His question is, is what kind of monies are developers seeing for the inclusion of games on Game Pass, and do they feel it's worthwhile? And I wish I had the answer to this question worse than almost any other question I've ever wished I had the answer to before. And I don't I don't know what kind of non-disclosures or what kind of contracts that people have with Game Pass because I've never even seen it leaked. I've never no. seen I've never seen anything and I've looked. Um what I will say is I've never seen a developer say anything negative about having their game on Game Pass. And I've seen tons of developers talk just over and over and over and over again about how great putting their game on Game Pass was, how yeah. what it did for sales, that putting a game on Game Pass, even though it's free on Game Pass, directly influences the sales of their game. Um, I know the people who did Descenders are big fans. Um, uh, the people who did... Uh, Oh, Outer Wilds were huge proponents of Game Pass. Like, wasn't the medium? Didn't yeah, they? Because the medium. Yep, absolutely. it sold more than almost any other game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I I I think that Game Pass. Like, maybe it's not for every developer. Maybe it's not. I mean, I guess so. Here's here's a here's a thought. Here's how impactful Game Pass is for developers. Right, Major League Baseball said, you guys can't make the show this year, which is a PlayStation-only baseball game. It's been a PlayStation-only baseball game for ever, potentially. We're not going to let you use the MLB license anymore unless you release that on Game Pass. So a game that cost $70 on your PS5 was free on your Xbox because that's how much they wanted it to be on Game Pass. Like, that's... I mean, it's developed by Sony Santa Monica, I want to yep. say. Yep. <laughs> so that's the level of of how good Game Pass is. I would very much doubt that. I mean, th this is this is hyperbolic and solely my opinion. But I would guess that a huge portion of the Bethesda acquisition was for them to be able to release their games on Game Pass. Um, I, I think that it's just... I've never, like I said, I've never heard a developer say bad things about it. And maybe that's a contractual thing. Maybe they're not allowed to say bad things about it. Um, but I've seen article after article after article about how positive an experience it was, how, what much it did for sales and, and, and all of that. So I think it's, I think it's good. Um, I, they must be making money doing it. Like, but you know, like we were saying, what, what did I say that there's 30, 30 million Game Pass subscribers call? Yeah. So if you even take thirty million and times it by ten, it's three point something billion dollars a year uh, in Game Pass stuff. But I mean, a lot of people pay fifteen dollars a month for Game Pass, so it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for You're Microsoft to throw around. So it's great. I'm I'm a I, I wish I could 
get in some sort of program that would pay me for every person I convinced to get Game Pass because I mean, I'm not going to retire, but I could buy an extra coffee or two every month, right? Yeah. It's good. All right. Uh, do you have anything to add to that call? It wasn't really a question for both of us, I don't think. I, I don't really know. Um, I've heard that it is a good thing after about the three-month mark because that is where you start to see sales dip. And so they'll put it on sale, try to you know get the, the last little bit of it out, and then throw it up on Game Pass and you know still make money. It's great. Because, I mean, like, the thing is, is you got to figure, too, is, like, I don't own uh, The Hunter Call of the Wild, but I own, like, three of the DLCs. <laughs> um, I don't own, um, oh, West of Dead? Yeah. Was, is that the one that yeah. I played last year? But yeah. I own the DLC. Yeah. Um, and that game's not even on Game Pass anymore, but I own the DLC. <laughs> that kind of sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, like, there's, there's a, well, like, I'm probably not going to go back and play that game, like, kind of yeah. thing. But, yeah, I mean, like, there's a couple games I own where I'm like, oh, I'll play the DLC or I'll throw, you know, a couple bucks their way for that since I played the game for free, essentially. Well, and I, I think there's a lot of games that I go, like, oh, I really like the games this developer makes, and I don't uh-huh. know if I would have found out about them otherwise, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. I would have never found a ton of games for that. And, you know, like, I I found, um, uh, like, my time at Portilla, yeah. and I kick-started their next game. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I will play whatever game the Monster Sanctuary people make next, you know? Like, it's... Yeah, I think yeah. I think above and beyond all of that, like Game Pass. I don't know. If there's any ever been a change in. I don't know if there's ever been anything that so directly impacted the games I play. Mm-hmm. Um, like I play almost completely different games today than I did f- three years ago because of yeah. Game Pass. Yep. Um, so it's it definitely impactful. Uh, Prime Fam knows to wants to know what kind of game would be a good simulation, and how do you think that would be accomplished? So what what kind of uh, you know we talked about uh, metal what detecting game? <laughs> yeah, no, like so. What kind? Of, what do you think would be a good simulation game? So you know you're talking lawnmower sim. You're talking uh, what was the one we talked about a couple of weeks ago? Uh, running a gas station sim. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that janitor sim would actually be pretty good. Um, yeah, I could see that. Like people like like power washing. You know, there's a power washing sim, um, and so like you have a set list. You have to go do that. You know, like you got to clean up junk, and you know you could have little like uh, you know like daily missions, but also little um, you know like hey Sue spilled a drink in the lobby. Go clean it up. Hey, so. a tenant in twenty four B died. Yep. Three weeks ago. There are maggots crawling out their door. <laughs> Go vacuum up said maggots because the neighbors are complaining. <laughs> I think that could be actually a lot of fun. I could totally see. It's him. not. Oh, no. oh, oh, okay. I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I, uh, I, I actually could see how that could be a lot of fun. Um, I would almost say that would be a better, like, um, uh, like overcooked style game. Yeah. Uh, no, not VR, <laughs> but I could totally see like a good, like janitor over like overcooked where you're, where you're trying to, you know, people keep making a mess and, and you have to clean it up faster than, than they, they make do. Mess. Yeah. I, I know <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, I, I would, I would actually think it'd be kind of interesting to do like a, like a retail simulator. 
where you like have Is to my run. life just a joke to you cliff i worked retail for forever call i'm pulling from personal experience um but no i mean like but, but i mean essentially both the things we did where like i think it'd be interesting to like run a store but like not uh, not like a corporate store i mean i guess that could also be good but that sounds that's uh, I, I can't imagine a way to make that good without it being just cruel. Um, like if you were running like a like kind of a mom and pop store, um, yeah. where you had to manage all of the uh, you know the sales and manage the inventory and you know stop shoplifters um, and uh, you know but also manage customer service. Even if it was like or, or even like a bigger store. Like I mean, if like you were grocery, um, could you imagine like a, a roller coaster sim game but in a grocery store where you have to you know pick yeah. where the aisles go and what gets merchandised where and you know keep track of people's happiness and you know jack prices and keep lines from getting too long that could be actually really interesting like a like a supermarket like planet coaster roller coaster tycoon type game um and like those a lot of them have um the sandbox mode but a lot of them have you know you're taking over the store so you're taking over yeah. a failing grocery store what are you going to do within your your limits of money to do has anyone done that cuz that's actually a really good idea I don't. I Not can't think I of anyone of. that's done yeah. that. That's actually a. That's a. That's a pretty slick idea. We should. Are you listening, EA? <sighs> it was my idea first. That's what I'm Bill saying. Bill EA, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bill EA. All right. Uh, Princess Megan wants to know if money was no object, which piece of gaming memorabilia would you purchase? I like. What was your your answer in chat? The Polybius uh, machine. Yeah, which is a uh, a machine that may or may not have existed. It, it, it doesn't. You don't think so? No. Okay. Um, it was it was rumored to be what a government um, yeah, like a CIA op CIA op where, where they yeah. put this weird video game machine in uh, an arcade in Beaverton, Oregon. I want to say. Yeah. Um, and it, did it drive people crazy? Is that what we're supposed yeah, to have done? Yeah. 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 But then it disappeared. I mean, the CIA, if they want to drive people crazy, they just, you know, drugged them with LSD and didn't tell them. Put it right in the water supply, man. Whoopsie yeah. doodle. <laughs> All good. What What? Uh, what would it? you... No, it's absolutely not good, Colby. It's really bad, actually. It's don't, really, don't really bad. Don't look into MKUltra. No, no, no. It's not It's not good. What, uh, what, what would you buy if you could buy a piece of video game memorabilia? <sighs> I thought about like I don't know the only thing I'm like I'd like to own a Simpsons arcade machine. Yeah, that'd but. be pretty cool. I uh I I think the thing is is I really I really wanted the the only the only memorabilia I've ever really come close to paying like 300 bucks for was the huddle from um inside when you oh, could buy yeah, that. Yeah, Remember yeah. when like yeah. some sex toy company <laughs> like, and uh-huh. like Fleshlight and <laughs> someone yeah. got together and before I saw it, I was like, man, I really want that. Like, I, I almost had convinced Brooke to let me spend $300 to get, like, a giant, terrifying, fleshy, massive, quivering scariness. And then when they actually came out, they weren't very cool. So, mm-hmm. like, like past me would really like a huddle. Current me is not quite so sure. I, I would actually love, like, a very very old like arcade machine I, I can i can never remember the name of the place in san francisco because it's french and i'm american damn it. and uh it's like the magnifique you know i yeah, don't know yeah. what it is um hans is probably shouting at the podcast currently <laughs> um 
but like something from that time period yeah. I would absolutely love. Like my I've said my favorite part of Disneyland was the Penny Arcade before I think they took it out. I don't think it is there any longer unfortunately. And uh but like getting an old like machine like that there's sometimes like six to ten thousand dollars and they break yeah and like it's not like you can just hire someone really to fix that that's a kind of specialized you know (laughs) i played a lot of really cool like old uh pinball games from oh like the 30s and 40s um at a pinball show back when they were breaking them up for you know gambling Uh uh-huh yeah absolutely yeah um and it was really fun they were they were really interesting so i could i could get behind that um yeah i just as much as i think collectibles are cool i'm it's not really me um yeah i hate collectibles yeah yeah (laughs) it's it's just not you know i have some pops and that's about it so um, if you'll excuse me, I've got to hang up my new Star Wars figure on the wall. <laughs> and anyway, I mean that literally. I, I know it's you do. It's behind me. It's okay. Uh, final question. Triple Triple 88 wants to know potatoes. Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm also pro-potato. You, you know, the funny thing is, though, is I don't Next really question. like... <laughs> I don't really like potatoes as potatoes. Like, do you like baked potatoes? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not a big baked potato fan. Um... I really like potatoes made into other things. Like I like fries. I like chips. Um, but I don't like. I don't really like just like taking a potato and and cooking it. Um, oh, they're good that way. Yeah, it's not not really my thing. So if you ever had a, a jacket potato, it's like a an English way of making potatoes. You uh, boil it. No, no. Oddly enough, you actually cook them in the oven. Um, <laughs> like. Uh, but really close to the the heat, um, and it makes uh-huh. the outsides like super like crisp. crisp, and then the insides all poofy and stuff. They're supposed uh-huh. to be really good. Um, I've never had that, but I've made that. Yeah, so there you go. You've you've made it yourself, Cole. You you've you in- coat it in oil, and then you put salt and pepper on the outside. Yeah, it. you apparently. Uh, I don't think they do it that way in England, but yeah, that that sounds real good. Sounds real good. They suck. Yeah, they're crazy English people. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I could get behind that. We're actually watching a show right now called Cuckoo, and one of the lead characters in it um, starts a, a potato, like like a ice cream um, van, but with he sells jacket potatoes. He's played by Andy Samberg. It's real <laughs> did, weird. Does he kill the the mayor of San Francisco? He does not. And no. again, that's a joke for like two people. No, no, it's it's Andy Samberg. Um, but he was only in the first seven episodes of the show, and it went on for 33 episodes. He dies at the end of the, the seventh episode. Spoiler. Yeah, whatever. It's, it, it's a show that came out in, like, 2014, so. The the guy who killed Harvey Milk um, started, like, a ma- uh, a baked potato stand. Really? Yeah, he was a, he used to work with Harvey Milk. He was like a uh, him and a bunch of people were on the, uh, I think Diane Feinstein were on, like, a... Uh, some sort of board altogether and then that guy i don't know there were some problems and he left he started a, a big potato stand in san francisco and then killed harvey milk uh-huh huh. yeah that's no good milk's a real good show if you've never seen it it's a good, pretty good movie um yeah. diane feinstein's still remember when she put a confederate flag up <laughs> In San Francisco. All good. Twice. <laughs> All good. Cheap free games. Um, Epic Games this week is weird. Um, have you ever heard of Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse? Yes. You've probably played it. It's a game from like 
2005 that just got re-released. Uh huh. They they did like a, a HD remake of it. Was it's anyone got a, asking it's got a, for that? No, but it's 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 actually a pretty good game. Right. Um, it's kind of in the same vein, like of like when Destroy All Humans got a remake. Oh, uh, all right. Like it's it's a good game. I don't know why. Fair but enough. It's it's got a fantastic soundtrack. You might have actually heard the soundtrack. All right. Well, in that um, case, it, it's like kind of older, like um, like you know, Mister Sandman era. Oh. Like I don't know when that is. That was yeah. probably fifties music. I think that was more early sixties. Sure. Um, but done by, uh, like newer bands. So, oh. um, it's actually got like a, a very, a very good soundtrack. Huh. Um, so, you know, oh, Lollipop, yeah. My Boyfriend's Back, Earth, Earth Angel. Angel by Death Cab yeah. for Cutie. Strangers yeah, of the Night by Cake. Now this is actually, uh-huh. this is pretty good actually. Yeah, yeah. It's got a really good soundtrack. That's, I, I played it and I don't remember it at all, but like, I remember going like, this is a good soundtrack and probably stealing it off of. LimeWire. LimeWire. Kaza. I do uh, like that in the Wikipedia entry for this, there is a uh, entire section for the cannibalism controversy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Stubbs the Zombie along with... Stubbs Army Hammer. (laughs) Stubbs the Zombie along with Fear encountered controversy in November 2005 regarding cannibalism in games. Nymphs. David Walsh, which is the National Institute on Media and the Family, and U.S. Senator Joe Lieberman, thanks Joe Lieberman, (laughs) also criticized the game as cannibalistic and harmful to underage children. Is Jack, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Thompson. They're like, oh, 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 I'll I'll sue. (laughs) Senator Lieberman stated, it's just the worst kind of message to kids, and furthermore, it can harm the entirety of America's youth. It's a zombie (laughs) game. Oh, God, is Joe Lieberman still alive? I, I, I hope am I allowed not. to say? I, am I allowed to say? I hope not. <laughs> I don't know if you are, but I just said it. So, <laughs> yeah, no, he's still alive. <laughs> is he still a senator? I don't. I don't think, think so. so. <laughs> God, can I use our other f word? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah, he is. He's a. He's an independent, so he is still in office somewhere. <sighs> Uh, maybe not. Whatever. Anyway, he's... <laughs> oh, cannibalism in a zombie game. Anyway, it's Stub the Zombies free on Epic Games. Go get it. It's 20 bucks normally, so I don't know. It's got it's got like it, like a 70s review, so maybe it's all right. The soundtrack does look good. Uh, game Pass has a bunch of stuff coming out. Back for Blood is out already. Uh, it came out today, actually, on console cloud and PC. Uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Light comes out October 12th, which is also today. Um, I still don't know what that is, but that's fine. Um, the Rift Breaker comes out uh, October 14th. That is when you're an elite scientist slash commando inside an advanced mecha suit. Uh, Ring of Pain comes on Cloud Console and PC October 14th. It's a roguelike card crawler. <laughs> um... The Good Life comes out October 15th on console. Uh, That actually looks pretty all right. Uh, Into the Pit comes out October 19th. Some of these titles are rough this this month. Uh, Console and PC. It's a fast-paced retro FPS roguelike. Is anything just one genre anymore, Cole? Can can I just have a a one-genre game? Uh, As a member of a family of lore-hunting mystics, you are summoned to a cursed village. God, our family sucks. (laughs) Drawn by rumors of a demonic portal, dark magics have overwhelmed the village. It's up to you to rescue the survivors, grow your powers, and journey forth 
it just has like the pit. shitty genetics. <laughs> Echo Generation comes out October 21st on console, cloud, and PC. Moonglow Bay, which wait, I... Wait, is Echo Generation, does it have anything to do with Echo the Dolphin? It does not, unfortunately. Damn it's it. kind of a fun like voxley looking game um it's kind of fun kind of a narrative adventure kind of uh kind of thing it's a oh wait no this is not what i thought it was echo generation is a turn-based adventure about a gang of kids investigating supernatural events while battling monsters and mechs to save their hometown that is not what i thought that game was um but it looks kind of cool. It's got kind of. It does have kind of cute voxel graphics. I just didn't realize oh, wait, it was no extra generation. I played the. You played the demo of this. I did. Yeah. yeah I yeah. forgot it was turn based. It's got a really good look to it. So that might yeah, be. It was right. kind of fun. I I remember that. Yeah. So coming out October twenty first, console, PC, and cloud. Yeah. Uh, Moonglow Bay is that Woo. like life simulator fishing game that looks real good. Uh, again, console, cloud, and PC. Uh, Age of Empires four is coming out October twenty eighth, PC and cloud, and. Last but not least, Bassmaster Fishing 2022 coming out there's, on console. Cloud there's your and one PC. genre game, Cliff. October 28th, Bass Fishing. It's probably a card like card <laughs> game roguelike. It's it's a roguelike somehow. <laughs> oh man, I lost my fishing pole because I died. <laughs> Every day, call you just go out and try and catch that fish again and again and again. And again, I mean, like Moby Dick is essentially a roguelike, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a Souls-like fishing game. <laughs> okay, agility, agility, agility. Oh no, my thing broke. <laughs> Got to dodge. Oh, I will say. So Sable has a like it's it's a it's a you can climb anywhere game like like mm-hmm. Link, um, but your stamina bar is so short. It is it is shockingly how. It's shocking how many times I've been that like I just need one more hand reach. Oh no, I fell down again. It's it's not great. So anyway, I think that is it for this week. Unless you have anything else, call. Do you have any? No. Like, do you, I mean, I could yell about Joe, Joe Lieberman some more. Einstein some more. Nah, I don't think that's worth it. Uh, okay. We are bite me podcast. Uh, I just don't know. Uh, Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash bitemepodcast. You can join our Extra Life team. Man, come join our Extra Life team. We are going to have so much fun. I'm really excited about this. Uh, That is going to happen uh, November 6th and 7th. Go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life to join. Or if you would like, you can also donate there. Uh, You can join our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast or 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 bitemepodcast.com slash Patreon, whichever you prefer. Um, if you're already at our website, there's no reason to go any further. Uh, I think that's it. Cole, help me out, man. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me.